Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. Red light's on, guys. The red light is on. Red Here comes light Nick. Special. There he be. Now we're on. Now we're back. Red light engaged. And we're back. I had to close the doors, getting background noise. And... Yeah. Anyways. You'll have that. Where the hell were we? We were talking about. Um, we were talking about Singapore. Yeah. And waking up doing heroin out on the street naked no we're not gonna go with that story i was stopping there good thank you <laughs> it's confidential those mushrooms those were some crazy mushrooms i'll tell you that mm-hmm. and we can move on yeah <laughs> still don't know how you made it from indiana to india in one night it's crazy It's not in who you know, it's in who you blow. Yeah. <laughs> there she blows. Oh, Charlie so, Roger. Keith, I uh I want to hear an update on your week. How's things going with the uh working out and the Dude, actually going, routine? Going pretty good. I did have a cheat day. I was doing pretty good. Um, at the last time we talked, I think I was at like 13 to 15 pounds down. I'm yeah. down to 18 pounds now. Nice. And fucking loving the the change, the the whole feeling. I mean, that's almost 20 pounds. So I feel yeah, lighter lot. by that at least. And so that's really helped out. Um, so, yeah. Rocking out. I haven't, um, because I started kind of like pre doing my meals and stuff, I'll do like a little meal or have like leftovers or something from dinner and able to like factor in everything for that because I am still kind of watching what I'm eating so that I am mindful of it more so. Because I think that's part of the whole process, right? I think that that's where I was off the rails and stuff because I was just either super stressed or super comfortable. So I'd overeat and all that other jazz. So, mm-hmm. Yep. I know that feeling. It, and you know, that's, that's where you get in trouble. Cause when you're super stressed, you're like, Oh, fuck it. I deserve this. I'm fucking, yeah. I've had a hell of a week. Right. Right. But then come, come Saturday or Sunday, you're like, fuck man, I'm feeling great. I'm relaxed. Yep, let's throw some shit in the oven. Let's put some shit in the air fryer. Oh, huh. Oh, let's bash. Yeah, but well, I, I like I the word I... mindful in 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 your description there because mindfulness mindfulness is one of the biggest parts of that program, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it might not come out and say it, but with any successful 
regimen mindfulness is the main one of the main factors in success so much of these programs like this are about mind over matter and Mm -hmm. it's about establishing good habits and changing lifestyles Mm -hmm. it it is a lifestyle change and i don't care if it's it it, a weight loss regimen a new workout routine a new diet um to going as far as you know uh drug addiction rehabilitation and things like that you have to build new healthy habits it's not enough to just stop a bad habit you need to replace that habit with a good habit i think the 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 program that you guys are following is wonderful at that it is it is it is great i can i i can really tell it came from somebody who spent a lifetime in the military it's just got that structured regiment to it that I can recognize. Uh, and I like that. I respect it. Um, I've been staying a lot busier this week. I've really been just the way it is. Life sometimes is busier than others. And it's just been keeping me moving more. But I definitely feel better. Uh, not as sore. You know, I've got a horrible shoulder it's injured from a four-wheeler accident years ago but uh damn it dave man yeah i blame you dave (laughs) no it was yeah it was no it wasn't dave man it was cave i was racing cave Mm. and that's a whole nother story for another time anyways um doing the work that i do with an already injured shoulder uh i strained the other one and it just kind of spreads its way around to where my shoulders my upper chest my upper back are just killing me so but uh you lay around and heal up a little bit but if you lay around too long you start getting stoved up and you can't function right you gotta this get is that leftover limber <laughs> we had an intruder and mm-hmm. intruder alert red alert intruder alert intruder alert and i wasn't muted either which was great <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> there was some mumbling in the background i kept trying to talk over top of you but <laughs> yeah but we all got to flip each other off and that was fun too yeah that was fun you guys missed that because we don't do video. It's mainly because I'm ugly and I'm sorry about that, but you are an ugly son of a bitch. I am ugly. So speaking of video, we should start doing video eventually, but I'm still looking for a platform that we can do a stream call like this. And then we can play audio and like clips from our own local computer. Yeah. So that we all can hear it and it be recorded. Yeah, that doesn't work with Google, I know. Um, I don't know about yeah. Zoom. Does that work with Zoom? Supposedly it does. Does it? Maybe we'll maybe we'll do some That's tests with that. With one of these and the two seven was... thing was cool, but it wasn't as reliable as right. I'd like. It was neat though. We were, you know, doing a lot of interactive things last season, and I think we need to keep going further with that. This yeah, season. we do. So. We do. 
we need to get into experimenting with that. We've, I, I'm not going to say these first few episodes were dry, but I think we can do a lot more for our listeners. Make more yeah, fun. I agree. Give us some feedback, whatever it is. Tell us. We that is us uh, Nick at camp dot campfire. <laughs> Direct yeah. all those sure. those feedback to him. Yeah, that's, put that's get in right. his comments because I, I don't look at mine. Nick dot campfire podcast. It is on our link tree in our bio. Come find me, you creepers. I don't even know what my Instagram <laughs> is. I didn't have Instagram until we started this. I don't even know. I what didn't my have Instagram is. until we started this. All right, I had it as soon as it was available. Keith, you're like, it looks like you're using a filter now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a smoke filter. Yeah, it does. It's what are you doing I, in there, Keith? I had it underneath the Here, I'll get mine light. going, too. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's just the light. All right. Looks yeah, like... Is it smoky in here? Or is it just <laughs> me? It's like... Guys, I gotta oh. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, do we, like, have any topics for this week? I see I've a couple a on our list. Here. Yeah, dude. Nick's, like, thrown a couple up there, and I'm anxious to hear this one about the meteorologists. Because I half agree with you and half I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. I know you are. I know you are. And yeah, I'm. Guess I'm a weather nerd just like Joe is. Joe's a little bit more involved. He's got several different programs on his computer. He's using them. It's getting expensive, guys. It's getting expensive. Right. Right. You got to pay for this shit. So I'm just, you know. Growing up being a farmer, you always kind of follow the weather and things like that. So I've always been fascinated by it. But this latest storm blew up here. And I guess my complaint here is the the forecasts were all across the board, all across the board. And there were some that were reasonable and there's some that are way out there. And it, it there are meteorologists out there that are dramatizing the weather and it does bring into question are they getting kickbacks of some kind i don't don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything here i'm i'm really being facetious dude everyone knows you are it's okay just keep going I think the dairy farmers are paying the meteorologists to sell milk and bread in the stores. That's what's happening here, folks. Because $7 for a dozen of eggs is too expensive to add that to the bank. Well, you know what? You can go pluck and fuck your own damn chickens if that's too expensive. For eggs? <laughs> that's too expensive. However, that's too expensive. Now, if you're talking like a whole hen, yeah, I'd pay seven bucks for a hen. Uh, you know what? And it's not, but nothing to sit there and scold it and pluck the feathers right off. Listen, I do a lot of shit. I've worked with a lot of animals. I do, you guys know I deal with. I ain't raising no fucking chickens. Oh, dude, it's easy as fuck. We got cattle. Awesome. This week, just this week, I got hit. Right square in the head with a gate trying to load cattle. I didn't get a concussion. I'm all right. It felt like I was fucking concussed. Let me tell you what. Still, even though the cattle are trying to kill me and a chicken is two pounds, 
There's no fucking way I'd raise chickens. Fuck chickens are nasty. They're ass fucking critters. gross. They're oh, fucking gross. gross. Yeah. Oh, but they're delicious. Fucking they delicious. So delicious. And you only have to deal with them for a little bit. So if you only have a little small manageable oh, amount, true. I mean, you can they make don't even it pretty live long enough to give them antibiotics. Yeah. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Say what? Uh, you're talking chickens like... aren't alive long enough for you to give them an antibiotic and it get removed from their system before they're slaughtered. Yeah. That's why there is absolutely no antibiotics in your chickens. Whatever they label them and say, oh, these are antibiotic free. No hey, fucking man. shit. They I took the guesswork out of chicken. people. You know, they just now know because I spent thousand dollars on that wording right wait so so all these antibiotic free ads i'm seeing for chickens it's by the, bullshit it's, it's normal bullshit. it's bullshit yep they're not giving antibiotics to chickens it's a 50 cent fucking bird if it gets sick you throw it in the manure pile it's dead goodbye it now becomes fertilizer Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, I'm not a victim of this scam because I see antibiotic-free chicken stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's more expensive. I'm not buying that. Give me all the antibiotics and steroids you got. There's no antibiotics that are ever given to chickens. Moreover, this is the United States of America where things are very strictly regulated, and the packaging plants that are processing the meat are checking for this stuff regularly, all right? Constantly. The ever-vigilant eye of mother government is watching these plants. It is virtually unheard of for meat to be processed with medication still in the animal system. I'll be damned. We have quality assurance programs to ensure this does not happen. Well, I'll be damned. But but back to the meteorology thing. You know, I, I see what you're saying yeah. because uh, this most recent storm in our area had a much smaller impact than what was forecasted. Uh, <laughs> so, so I get what you're saying, um, and I would not be surprised if there were some kickbacks coming to meteorologists here and there somewhere. Um, but am I pissed about that? No. Um, and I'll give you a couple reasons why. Number one. Meteorologists have every right to make money just like you and I do. Now, if you could prove that these meteorologists knew that this was going to be a fizzle of a storm in our area of Ohio and that they blew it out of proportion on purpose to make money, then that's fucked. But I, the way I look at it is kind of the way I look at the Hippocratic Oath that doctors take. Yeah. Do no harm. 
and protect life. That I, I don't know that that's their thing, but that's the way I see it. And um, there were other parts of the country that were very heavily impacted. Um, I know Fort Wayne got it a lot worse than we did. Well, um, yes, Indiana got a lot more snow. Northwest or Northwest Ohio got a lot more snow. But we're talking all the way down into Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma. They got about nine inches of snow. They're not used to that. So, in a sense, uh, the meteorologist did a good thing. Because the main meteorologist that I always listen to, his name's Ryan Hall. He's got a YouTube channel I'm going to plug right now. It's called Ryan Hall Y'all. And he's got two of them. Ryan Hall Y'all. And Ryan Hall, y'all extra. Uh, dude's an up-and-coming meteorologist. He's got a hell of a following on YouTube. He's not a network guy. He he uses a lot of the same software that I do as a as a amateur amateur. And you know he he he's growing his business. He makes money off of it, but he does a lot of good. He does uh, all kinds of charity. He's got a merch store where if he knows there's a big storm coming, it's going to be bad. He'll say, all right, everything you buy from my merch store between these two dates, all the profit is going to storm relief. So when these people down south get hit by these tornadoes, we got the money. We're taking that money down to the to Tupelo, and we're hitting all the fucking Walmarts. We're hitting all the Home Depots and buying all the generators, and we're delivering them ourselves what to the people that need it yeah oh. it's not it's not just a, a and you know a lot of people think of meteorologists as like oh, i'm turn turning on channel seven you know channel two whatever and you know see some good looking chick with the skimpy skirt on <laughs> call for an accident and um yeah but the, you know yeah yeah <laughs> But uh, but now my favorite weatherman is uh, Connor, Prince. Alima, Connor Prince out of Lima, Ohio, who is amazing. He's a young guy who is very much on top of his game. He understands this, the modeling behind it. He, he, he's good at what he does. And I'm going to tell you, farmers are somebody who, you know, are dependent on a really yeah. good forecast yep. and you trust your weatherman like you trust your agronomist and there's a lot of farmers listening to connor prince my hat's off to you bud keep up the good work yeah exactly because i mean i think he's actually a network guy i think he's uh wlio out of lima yes yes he is now he but he does his own thing on the side and not somehow in, incorporate well i mean his facebook page is not oh, a little bit he yeah he'll do yeah. a little bit for his home region yeah but um you know these these guys that are kind of grassroots if you will uh yeah they they go by this motto it's it's not you know it's not the hippocratic oath but it's something like you have some serious weather coming your way the prime don't be scared don't be scared. Be prepared. So, and, and they, they give you lots of good advice on, on how to do that. And fuck yeah, I'll pay you for that. Good job, bud. 
and and they do everything from having merch stores and and memberships to on their on their live streams they people will give them tips on youtube and you know donate 10 bucks five bucks a dollar two dollars 50 100 bucks and and they not only uh you know continue giving their product producing their product but you know they do fun stuff where they give away a thousand bucks because you had the coolest picture with the yolo meter which is you know a ryan hall thing he's got this it's sure. essentially a it's a, it's a cool looking yardstick that's painted real cool and it's got his insignia on it and it's got inch markings and you just stick that down in the snow and take a picture with it and tag him yeah. on twitter with it and the person that has the coolest yolo meter picture they win a thousand dollars when that storm passes through so it, it it's pretty cool it's interactive and it's helpful and you know it's got a lot of other people including me really interested in the weather so yeah yeah if uh if dairy farmers want to give them a little extra money let's go for it this dude lives in eastern kentucky he could probably use it huh. well somebody like that i'd definitely give money to but there's a problem with you know when weather really gets bad um, you're probably going to be able to get a local uh, weatherman better than you could probably get patched into Ryan Hall unless he's doing some ham radio type stuff I'm just saying like if the internet were to go down when services go down and you have no power no internet you're not going to be able to rely on somebody like that and I think that's where these local um, weathermen I'm not going to call them meteorologists I guess they are meteorologists they are I guess I'm being a dick there but these uh, your local news station meteorologists they're really going to shine through in the emergency situations where there's information that has to get to people. That's, you know, going to be where you need to turn. Yeah. Um, not to a lot of these internet guys that we're talking about here. Um, well, just to, just to further my point of how, how these guys help you be prepared. Ryan Hall sells the, uh, crank charge weather radios that have the flashlight it's a crank charge you get all the channels of the radio all the bands on the on the radio it's solar powered it's the shit for just such occasions i'd I'd like to get into a ham radio um especially for emergency situations let's be clear this is not a ham radio no that's a weather radio this is a NOAA weather radio Weather radio is something different. I understand but that, but ham, ham radio is pretty interesting. How that works? It is bouncing radio waves off the ionosphere. Makes crazy. You you put some wires into a hog's ass and you can talk halfway around the world. Yeah, you can talk to people in Russia and shit. That's it's it's insane. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well. What else is on the list here? Oh, you've um, got something about that guy. Um, Orange Man Bad. Orange Man Bad. Orange Man Bad. Orange Man Bad. Orange Man Bad is back. Not only is he back on Twitter, 
Facebook, I should say Meta, the entire Meta platform has allowed Donald J. Trump to come back onto their social media. So he's back Thank on you. Facebook. He's Thank back you, on Elon Instagram. Musk. Uh, see, it just took one to do it, and the rest followed suit. The same when he got banned. Yeah, but, you know, wasn't it stupid when Elon did it? Because that was going to ruin his business, and he's going to lose all kinds of money. And <laughs> Well, I'll be damned. Look at that. Since he did it, everybody did it. It's funny how it... <laughs> the tables turned so fucking rapidly. Mm-hmm. Just so rapidly. And the same could be said about the uh, classified documents. Oh, um, it, it all follows the political cycle. I know. Man. You know the tables turn so fucking rapidly. And it depends on who's in office, but this shit is getting so fucking predictable. It is I know. ridiculous. We know I know. Both sides are clowns. I'm it's sorry ridiculous. to say it. It really is. And and uh, as much as I know that there is horrible amounts of corruption on the left, it's probably just as bad on the right. And I know it's probably there so. on the right. We can point out plenty of people. I, I, listen, that Mitch McConnell, I mean, he's crooked as the last letter of the alphabet, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I believe it. give a fuck what. You get that crazy old white Kentucky bastard. He's got money and hollers that you don't know about. Yeah, and probably bodies in them hollers too. Probably. Probably. So. Or in the coal slag. The coal slag pits. That's where his bodies go. But I really think, you know, shit like this is going to keep happening every four years, four to six years, depending on what side takes office until we, the people get sick of this dog and pony show bullshit that they're feeding us. Because at the end of the day, listen, nothing is going to happen to Joe Biden over these documents. Nor nothing Donald is Trump. going to happen to Hunter Biden over on his laptop. Nothing is go- ever going to happen to uh, any number of people from Hillary Clinton to James Comey to all the other people involved with the Russian collusion scandal, which we know now is false. Okay? It's never going to happen. And we have people out there who just want to sweep it under the rug and go on about their business and, oh, what the fuck ever, it's over now. People, we were we, we spent a whole fuck ton of time trying to find out what happened in Benghazi. Nothing happened from that. Nothing ever happens from this. They're going to run for office again. They're going to get wanna, reelected. They're going to keep can, doing this shit. Can you clarify about Benghazi? Something happened in Benghazi, and it was bad. But nothing happened as a result. Well, if you there really were, want to there, know what... There were no repercussions. What, what really happened in Benghazi... Well, there's... Okay. The locals in Benghazi rebelled against the United States. And they took it out 
on the embassy. They decided they're going to go take over the embassy and they wanted America out of their country. Why? Why did they want that? Well, there was some bullshit reason that the mainstream media fed us when it happened. And I bet neither one of you can remember what it was. No, it was so No, I don't weak. remember. It was such bullshit. It was something about... Uh, oh, there was a post on social media of a guy wearing a shirt that offended that. Oh, yeah. That. It was yes. some dumb, something some about, bullshit. Was it about a, tell an, you. an image of the prophet, yes. Muhammad? Yes, yes, something about the image. Uh, yes. It was. Let me tell you what was really going on. Barack Obama had the CIA running up all kinds of operations all across the Middle East and Northern Africa. And he was destabilizing certain regions to bring about regime changes. This is the exact same time when he was taking out Muammar Gaddafi, who had been underneath America's thumb for, what, 20 years? We fucking owned him, 30 years. He didn't take a shit without asking the express permission of the president of the United States of America. But Obama was running shady uh, black ops in sovereign nations, disrupting their government, manipulating elections. And it just so happened. No, right there no, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Only Shut the up. Russians did that in Shut 2015. It just so happened that in Benghazi, they caught him. They found out what they were up to after they had been lied to. They were told America's here to help us. But no, America was undermining their government. And they turned around and took it out on the embassy. And when the American ambassador called home for help, he got none. He was left all alone to fend for himself because Obama had just fucked up so royally he could not admit it to anybody in the world. He would have had to admit that he was meddling in the affairs of a sovereign nation. That is why Benghazi happened. Innocent Americans died because Obama was trying what he was trying to do was unite the entire Middle East underneath the banner of the Muslim Brotherhood. That is exactly what Obama was trying to do over there. He failed. He failed. Once again an American was trying to unite all of Arabia. Stop it. It's not gonna happen. Sunnis and Shiites fucking hate each other and they will kill every last one of each other. I'd say the Abraham Accords came closer than anything in the past 70 years. Because I, the way I see it, all of up until up until Jared Kushner and his team, um, the the going knowledge, the going plan for peace in the Middle East was Everybody needs to, especially Israel, <laughs> everybody needs to make concessions with Hamas and Hezbollah, and then we can have peace. And that was the prerequisite to everything. 
even even the UAE and Bahrain and and Syria and probably even Iran, I hate to say it. Yeah, they Iran. knew that no, they we're know. not making fucking concessions to to Hamas. No fucking way. Go fuck yourselves. Once once that was off the table, everybody signed on. Yep. Everybody signed on. Yep. No, we're bending over, and we're giving in, and now we—that's what I just can't understand. What's what I can't understand? We're the most advanced military, diplomatic, economic power in the history of the world, and we're bending over and taking it in the ass by some eighth-century fucking barbarians like Hamas. And ISIS well, and the Taliban. Wait a minute. Why? This okay. Here's why: because politicians are in charge of military strategy, and they do things like this. Next story I want to bring up. This is interesting. It's actually two stories. They're right side by side in my Google search here. It's hilarious that they're right side by side. Actually, so the first article is Russia increasing airstrikes into Ukraine pushing deeper and deeper and launching more strikes per day, upping their sorting count. Right beside it, Joe Biden is sending tanks to help Ukraine. Yes, I did hear that we are Okay. We are sending Abrams tanks. We're sending tanks and we're giving M1A them to the Nazis. Abrams. We're giving them to the Nazis to help. Just think about that folks. That's <laughs> hyperbole. Fucking hyperbole. Fuck you. We know what's going on in Ukraine. Let's not beat around the bush. So, and I'm not backing Russia on this either. I'm not. Don't. Nope, that's not allowed. You have to pick one or the other. Just no, as fucking MSNBC and CNN. I don't. You're all, no, you no, it's not how it works this day and age. Get out of that. Get out of that. That war <laughs> right there, that is Nazi versus Jews. Stay out of that fight. Stay the fuck out of that fight. That no, I needs disagree. To happen. I disagree. I feel bad for any of the innocents caught in the fighting. And we should definitely help anybody fleeing from the war. I, um, I tell you what. This is how we win this fucking war. We start killing the Nazis in Ukraine. And then we start flying pamphlets and and and, and gift packages and relief packages filled with Amazon gift cards over Western Russia. Why don't we just give them uh, Jeep Grand Cherokees and Adidas track suits? <laughs> <laughs> it's not racist because we're white too. That's right. And they would want it. <laughs> I want, want Jeep it. Grand Cherokee <laughs> and Adidas track suit. I want my whole closet filled with Adidas track suits. Yeah. yeah. Every freaking color. Let me tell you what. You sent them a dentist and it'd bring that country forward a long ways. Look <laughs> <laughs> what it did for Great Britain over the last 20 years, you know? Yeah, and sometimes you see a, a chick from the UK and you don't know she's from the UK until she starts talking. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, they used to smile and you're like, oh, you're, you, you're fucking you're- British, eh? 
Are you part of the show? No, I'm I'm British. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I can smell your tooth decay over here, <laughs> Nigel. Well, you know, it's not the Russians' fault. You know, it's that kind of thing happens with radiation sickness. You just hair, teeth, it all starts to go. Yeah. It's all right. Jesus, this got kind of dark pretty quick. Yeah, we just took a nice comedic turn on some heavy ass shit that we were talking about here. It's all good, man. It's all good. And if you guys are offended by any of this, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yep. Eat a bag of dicks. Shut the fuck up. See you in the comments. Oh, no, I won't. So, anyway, going back to my point about these two articles, all Biden has done in his genius military mind is sent more targets to the Russians. <laughs> They're launching airstrikes, and we send them tanks. What the fuck? Now, if we're going to get involved here, all right, we need to just go whole fucking hog. None of this pussyfoot bullshit, all right? If we're going to help, number one, get the fucking mothballs off that uh, National Defense Service ribbon. Bring that back out. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, they decommissioned the National Defense Service ribbon not long ago, about three weeks ago. Why? We're not in war. There's no current uh, war. And as a matter of fact, when I well, there enlisted, are plenty of them we could be in, bring it back. No, listen to me. When I enlisted into the Air Force <laughs> back when I was a senior in high school, it was not active then. Because that was before September 11th. We were not in a time of war. The war yeah. on terror is technically over. Sounds like a bullshit caveat. Rewrite the policy, bring it back. Back to you, my original point. There's always a good time for national defense, even when why we're not the at fuck war. are we only sending tanks? Why are we just sending a few tanks? Why are we now I don't know. This is let's let's don't clarify do anything this or do everything. I, don't I do didn't anything. know that we were sending actual weapon systems. I thought we were giving them money to buy weapon systems. No. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. We shouldn't be doing anything, really. No, I disagree. But I didn't know that we were sending them things. I thought we were sending them money. No, we're sending them both. The things and money. Hmm. To buy more things. Or whatever. Yeah, well, that's the problem I have because we're not whatever. gonna we're not gonna take the receipt. They don't have to get us to sign off on it. <laughs> yeah, like well, it should be and... because it should be a trust. It should not be a just here's a fucking check. You won the lottery because you suck for whatever reason. And therein and... lies why you can side with Ukraine without siding with Russia and why you can say, hey, this shit from Ukraine against Russia or 
whoever else is some bullshit unlike you know our modern mainstream media outlets would have us believe because what you're getting at with that or whatever right that's some bullshit because everybody knows everybody knows how fucking corrupt the ukrainian government is and you know i've been thinking about this recently because uh just a couple days ago um a bunch of Ukrainian officials, including members of Zelensky's cabinet, got in some hot fucking water. They're not in office anymore. They're, they lost their positions. They're being investigated. They're being indicted. I don't remember how many. I don't remember what exactly for, but that's run of the mill for the Ukraine. And I got to thinking, you know, you can't tell me that all these motherfuckers in Ukraine that are shady as hell, that are doing business with people all over the world, aren't also doing business with people in the United States government at a high level and at a high rate and at a high uh, rate of instance. Uh, I think they're just not as good at covering up their corruption as the people in our government. I don't think the Ukrainian government has as as good of a propaganda system as as we do or as even russia does and russia's isn't that good anymore it's it's good and it's scary how good russia's uh propaganda ministry if if you will is but ours is better ours influences our elections ours influences their elections Ours brainwashes people into cutting the dicks off their sons. Ours is run by our CIA. Uh, do we want to go down that rabbit hole? No, but... Um, Not for a while. Christine Blasey Ford's phone number? <laughs> Honestly, they should have never ever brought that bitch out of mothballs. No shit. Once and they you, told her specialty. I know, who, I know who does not have her phone number anymore because he deleted it. Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Man, you ever been out at the bar and woke up the next morning and just knew you fucked up and you got out of there before she woke up and Everything was all cool, and you lived the rest of your life happy. That didn't no, happen to Brett no, Kavanaugh. It no. came back around. <laughs> Probably so. Frumpy bitch. I'd have run away, too. Well, I gotta tell you. At least... She recognizes that she's a woman. And not mm-hmm. like the, that uh, director of health thing. Jesus Christ. That thing's scary. Yeah. It, and it's it's so metaphoric. It, it's such a symbol of where we are <coughs> right now. <laughs> <coughs> The deputy, I think she's the, he is the deputy director of health and human (coughs) services or something. Um, Doesn't know 
that that dick means you're not a chick. It's symbolic. It's uh, whatever. I don't know what to make of her. It's him. It. Did I misgender somebody? Because if I did, I definitely intended to. Here's a new pronoun. It's not he. It's not she. It's not even really it. So you just combine all three and call it shit. I prefer shit. Hey, fucker. Everybody's a fucker. Except for virgins and they're lame and they don't count. (laughs) No. I guess we're just sitting here trying to piss people off now tonight. (laughs) Get through conspiracies and yeah. This is has been quite the. Oh, I don't know. Uh, this was. A little I'm bit not willing to call them conspiracy. Yeah, it's been very incendiary. Yes, this has been incendiary. So uh, remember, if you have complaints about the show, please send them to gofuckyourself at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. We'll be sure to reply, you know, shortly after the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah well it's uh, <laughs> uh god you know what well, a lot of times i do these podcasts and uh, it makes me feel good because i feel like we're reaching people and we're not getting out to anybody nobody no, no, i know we're not I that's why i say fuck. whatever the fuck i don't I give a flying fuck somebody might hear it they might laugh and that's good enough for me Right. But we've always just said that why don't we record our conversations as far back as I can remember. Remember sitting in the truck? Moose pass. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Uh, The shit we used to do. Yeah. And you know what? It was fun. We went for a cruise nowhere. Yeah. This is funny, actually. My license was suspended. So I had taken my pickup truck and I had uh, jacked it up, put it up on jack stands back in the corner of my barn. Well, Friday night, I'd be bored. Joe would come down. We'd go back and sit in my truck and I'd drive. We wouldn't go anywhere. We'd never leave the barn. It's up on jack stands. He can't move. We'd sit in there with the radio on like we was driving from here to fucking Kansas and back. Just cruise along, shooting the shit, drinking beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of fun. A lot of it fun. Was. The things you do to entertain yourself out in the country. It's boring as shit out here. But we Yeah, but it's time. the best. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I, I like the area that I'm in down here. For the listeners or our listener and a half or whatever you are uh i'm well, working abroad this week i'm working abroad this week i'm not home uh i'm in tennessee and uh i'm not in a rural area so it's quite busy here now granted i prefer this way more than going 
to a blue state. I'll just go straight for the political throat there. Uh, I don't want to go to a blue state, big city. You could be red state, big cities are way fucking better. They're still not great because they're big cities. There's fucking freakazoids everywhere. Uh-huh. There's there's fucking traffic everywhere. There's dumb motherfuckers doing dumb motherfucking shit everywhere. It ain't like being out in the country. Now, granted, I can drive 20 minutes and won't see a single fucking road sign. I can be up in the fucking hills on a dirt road in no time from where I am. You could also be in a major city in just about the same amount of time. But it is pretty nice down here. It's nice as fuck. There's plenty to do. Plenty of nice places to go eat. There's plenty of bars to go to. Uh, the people down here are good. They're, I sat down at the bar at the restaurant tonight and had dinner. And I swear to God, this bartender had my beer. And I'd never been to this place before. I heard this bartender being loud as fuck as soon as I opened the door to walk in the front of the place. And uh, before I made it to my seat, hung my coat up on the back of it and sat down, the beer I wanted was sitting on the bar in front of me. I've never seen service like this in my fucking life. She seen me come and asked me, hey, what's your name? What do you want? Hi, darling. How are you? You? What you drinking? She already had the glass in her hand underneath the taps as she's asking me this. I saw it. I'm like, Service give me a Miller Lite. Give me a, give me a tall Miller Lite. Yep. And it was literally sitting there before I sat down. I'm like, Jesus well, Christ. This this is not something you get you in very many places. Neon signs. So... But yeah, you the won't get that around here. No, no, you don't. So, uh, give and take to anywhere you go, but I don't know. Oh, I do. I know. Fuck them blue states. Fuck There's... them motherfuckers. They can shove it up their ass with their pretentious. It, it, look, this this. Can I can I keep going? Yes. <laughs> can, you hit the nail on going? the head with pretentious. I, I I hate bartenders. I hate servers. I hate anybody really that thinks that I should be friendly to you and do you a kindness and 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 expect nothing out of you, even though you're getting paid to do it, just because you're pretty or kind of thin or pretty and thin. I went to the same establishment two weeks ago, 20 minutes down the road, and I got this treatment. This pretty blonde girl served me, and she barely said two fucking words to me. I sat there forever waiting on shit. Uh, Yeah, bitch, I would like another fucking beer. Uh, What the fuck? Exactly. So, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I like pretty girls, but hey, how about you not be a total fucking twat that, that's all you gotta do just not be a twat if you don't like the two dollars and 17 cents you're making as a bartender plus tips i 
I'll give you a tip. I'm, I'm, I, I always tip 20% minimum every fucking time. Yeah, but. I feel like Quentin Tarantino in Reservoir Dogs right now. Yes. Dick, 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 dick. But I agreed with him. Yeah, I'm going to leave you a tip. I might leave you more of a tip if you're good at your job. Oh, oh wait, no. No fucking problem I, leaving more. I stand corrected. Good, it was it was Mr. Pink, Steve Buscemi. I don't tip. Sorry, I had to correct myself and I interrupted you in in the meantime. No, that's fine. I, would. I agree with you. Um if you're bad at your job, you're bad at your job. Now, I don't judge people based on we'll say how they look how they look yeah i'll never judge on appearance i'll never judge on on uh, birth defects or anything like that but the the number one thing that i will judge you on is how well you do your job if you suck at your job you just you just suck well, let's be honest. Being a bartender, part of your job is to be friendly to your customers. That in the job description. But I guess at the same time, bartenders deal with a whole lot of assholes. They deal with the worst. Uh, they do. They do. I'm not saying they don't. There is no asshole in the world worse than an alcoholic. That's a fact. This so, is a fact. Um. I I give a bartender credit, uh, but I'm with you. There is absolutely no reason to stay in a job if you don't want to do it. Yep. If you're not happy doing it. Um, yep. There's always options. There's always options. I guess I'm lucky. I've got a certain skill set that means I will probably never find it hard to find a job but it's probably not that way for most people um i don't know about most people i think most people uh have the aptitude capability and will to develop a skill regardless of their iq or social status or upbringing if if and I, I might sound like a communist right now, but if given the right field of play, even even the worst off of people can sure. thrive. And and I, I and I ain't talking it. about distribution of wealth. I'm talking about free markets and and good incentive structures and oh. stuff like that. Do you remember a book back in the day? called the giver yes vaguely i do okay the giver it was it was actually a very good book but i read that when i was in fourth grade and you talk about something that cracked my mind wide open it really did Uh, very much how's that the topics that it covers in the book um it's a futuristic society where um, 
you don't choose your career, your job. It's given to you. And the schools test you on your aptitudes, okay, what you're inherently good at. And they do this at a young age. And starting in middle school, all of your education goes to favor that aptitude. And that'll be, you know, what you do. You know, they recognize that, I, you know, some people are very mechanical. Uh, you know, some people are very studious. Geared, you mean They're, some people are geared towards things and some people are geared towards people? Yes. Yes. <gasps> so they would, what they would do is they would find the career that best suits your personality, your abilities, and then they would give you the skills to perform that job. And uh, like I said, this was all a very futuristic society. Um, it all centers around one kid who uh, he doesn't get a job given to him. All of his Jeff other Bridges was in that. I didn't know that. It was a movie. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Keith, I can barely hear you, brother. Because I didn't have my mic down. Go. Damn. Anyways, 2014, The Giver had Jeff Bridges in there. So oh, he no was the, the... I'm going to have to watch that just because I like Jeff giver. Bridges so much. He was the giver. The Giver, the giver was somebody who, um, I guess, they held all the memories of the community in a way. And the giver had a way to take away bad memories from people. So they wouldn't know about certain things. The young boy who is the focus of the novel has been chosen to become the new giver. So the old giver begins training the new giver. And he is giving him these memories, very powerful memories of things nobody in the society has ever experienced uh, from, you know, very, very happy memories to very, very sad, scary memories, things like war, um, accidents, horrible accidents where people died, um, things like that. But uh, the point that I'm getting at with this book here is the way that this society matched everybody to their job, to their career. And it always seemed to me, now I'm not a socialist at all. I fucking hate socialists. And I certainly believe in free will. But I also firmly believe, and I know this for a fact, that every person in this world has their own special gifts and their own special talents. And it's just up to them to find what they're good at in this world. Hey, let's emphasize the phrase, it's up to them. Okay, it's up to them. But if we had a system that could help people identify their strengths and their weaknesses 
as opposed to our current system where you kind of bumble through life until you figure it out. I was lucky enough that I found out at a young age, I had a high aptitude for mechanics. You know why? And I exploited that. We already had this. We already had this system, dude. We already had this system and it got torn the fuck down by postmodernists. You know why you knew at an early age, you had a mechanical aptitude because you had good parents and a family. It's it. That's it. The family. Really? The family is the really? system you're talking. Absolutely. Okay. I'm about to blow you out of my, the water. My brother, the travel agent. Actually, no, he's not that anymore. He got a promotion. He's now a deputy director of the Board of Elections. So, mm-hmm. okay. My sister, the lawyer. I'm a mechanic. So. And? Oh, you're... I, if you a want to put, people, if you're going to like start start talking about how much each uh, occupation gets paid or whatever, I don't want to hear it. Uh, no, that's not I'm, what I'm getting I'm, because I'm with you. Uh, mechanics are probably way more important to the functioning of our civilization than lawyers. No, and and well, not these days. Bureaucrats are. We're going electric, which means you need an electrician, and it's all about the lawyers and the politicians. <laughs> you're still speaking about the way the world was 30 years ago no. well you're you're trying to come up with with ways to make this better and i'm, I'm telling you that way was already here people didn't want to hear it because it involved personal responsibility and and taking it upon yourself well, i am talking about overhauling the education system to make it more personalized to the individual student in order to unlock okay i'll go for that potential i'll go so for that, that we but... can recognize the aptitudes in these children at an earlier age and not bumbling about you know i was probably 28 years old before i realized i can't fucking multitask you thought you'd think I'd have figured that out before then. I spent 10 years in the fucking Air Force by that point. Hey, just so everyone listening knows, Nick just admitted that I knew that he couldn't multitask before he knew that he couldn't multitask. That's true. (laughs) That's true. I've known that since probably, I don't know, our first or second band practice together. (laughs) Fact. I cannot multitask. Give me one thing to do at a time, and I'll do it excellent. Give me two things to do, and you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. So, but um, but this book you're talking about, the the giver, it seems Orwellian as fuck. Oh, it is. It it really is. Um, that was a part of the book that I've always had trouble with. And it was also utopian because, like I said, the normal people in this community, they didn't have these bad memories. They knew nothing of war. But I also don't think they knew much of sex either. Sameness. Right. Isn't that that so sameness? I'm I'm reading, I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the giver. Okay. And sameness is right there in front of my face. Yes. It's the plan the giver had for the giver had for 
the citizens or whatever his subjects. Right. What are we doing by eliminating gender, suppressing emotions with drugs? What are we doing? What are we doing right now? The war on the family unit. Hey, before we start going too far, I did want to say that I'm going to post out the link that I put in our show notes, which is the full PDF text of the book. So you can have this book and read it. Yes. And I would recommend to everybody to uh, read this book. It is very well written. And uh, when you read it, remember, I had teachers that gave that to me when I was a what nine-year-old boy. Yeah, it was written in '93, so it, yeah, we. If, if this nine. is anything, if I read this it is anything like I think it out. is. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember actually reading this. I remember oh, seeing I it at school, and I, I kind of feel like it was one of those books that I was supposed to read, but I didn't. That and I just be. bullshit my way through the book report. Somehow passed, well. got a good grade. No, motherfucker, you I always had it. Made it through fucking high Thank school. You. Dude, uh-huh. you're welcome. A cool book during the same time <laughs> was The Indian in the Cupboard. Yes! Dude, I read Dude. all those fucking books. That was Loved those such books. a great book. They were great. What about, what about My Side of the Mountain? You guys know that one? Uh, his name Sam, kid named Sam Gribley, uh, lived in upstate New York, uh, decided to run away from home, ran out somebody's land that never got visited out in this Catskill Mountains, you found a big him. hollow hemlock tree, lived in that motherfucker, trained a falcon and shit. You guys don't, didn't read that book? The falcon no. thing Those sounds familiar. These, these books were so cool. Just like Indian in mean, the Cupboard, which is more fantastical because like that was so cool. Putting that figure in that cupboard and shutting the door and going to bed and hearing something scratching around in there. Dude, that those stories were so good. They were. Yeah. They and were. he started putting all of his toys in there and they were all coming to life and shit. What the fuck? Well, I think that's where they based uh, not at the museum at. It kind of started. Yeah, probably right so. It's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. Remember when yeah. he put, remember when when the kid uh what was his name? Uh hang on. Oh, I don't It's know. right on the tip of my tongue. Good. Indian in the cupboard kid. I've still uh, never watched that. Movie. Anyways, he he put his cowboy toy, his cowboy yeah, figurine in in the cupboard with the Indian. And that came back. And the cowboy to, came to life and shot that was the, the second Indian. Book. That was yeah. in and the, the Indian almost book. died. That was in the second book. I can't remember what they called the second book, but there was Indian in the cupboard and the. Oh man, that was written in 1980. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what else I read the shit out of. His name was Omri, by the way. Omri. Aside from my, you know, Louis L'Amour collection that my dad had and I read most of. Uh, I think I read every single Hardy Boys novel there was. Did you? Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah, man. Hardy Boys were the shit. They were, man. Hardy Boys were awesome. 
and the Goosebumps books. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, so the Goosebumps, Goosebumps books. Those were awesome. Dude, like, remember going to the book fair at school yeah. when we were kids? Like, Shit. Scholastic. You knew you were leaving there yeah. with a new Goosebumps book and a poster of a Lamborghini you'd never owned. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do those Goosebumps book. Remember the series they had on, what was it, Nickelodeon? Or yeah. Nick oh, yeah, Night? they were good. They were really good. Yeah, they, they were, were freaky good. as fuck. They, they were. were. Man. Holy shit. There are five Indian in the Cupboard books in that series. Oh, five really? of them. Okay, do you guys remember, I think it was called Wayside Elementary. Yeah, why do I remember that? What is that? It was a series of books, and it was this wacky, crazy elementary school. It was just all about that and this really eccentric teacher and all the crazy shenanigans that went on at this school. Like, there was no floor 13. The elevator skipped floor 13. You couldn't get there by steps. And I don't know what that just popped into my head. I used to read up those a lot too. Wayside Elementary. Always reminded me of The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, they're right there. That's a classic. They're probably all banned books now, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, who's banning books? Is it the right or the left? Both. Is it both? You get out there and you start looking. Both sides are bitching about it. Uh, they they try to ban books from schools. The left tries to ban books about family and religion, and the right tries to ban books about, you know, chicks with dicks and how to suck a cock and you proper know, from schools. Technique. Hey, proper tuck. Proper tucking, tucking technique. technique. Yep, they, that's important. You know, I know you don't want to hurt. You oh, don't want to hurt yourself. I sit on my nuts at least 90% of the day and oh, they just get in the way. Oh, God. You guys know what I mean? Well, you don't wear Wranglers like I do. Maybe it's not such a No, I don't sit 90% of the day. I don't wear the Wranglers <laughs> that you wear. <laughs> well, you get in the semi, get to driving, and before you know it, Shit's riding up, going backwards as you're going forwards. It creates a real uncomfortable situation. I'll tell you, uncomfortable. Three weeks ago, or two weeks ago, there we were setting up fertilizer tanks. So I had to put on the five point harness and ride up to the top to unhook the crane. If you don't put that five point harness on right, it is going to pinch. Oh, you don't want pinched. And it's going to yeah. happen when you're 40 foot up in the air, dangling by a string and can't do a thing about it, but just hold on by that point that is pinching. Get the job done and get back down to the ground and limp it off for the next three days. Oh, Jesus, I thought I was going to be pissing blood. <laughs> nope. Man. Now, this is just a reminder, if you ever have to put on a five-point harness, get it fitted right. 
make sure it is well they're fucking adjustable right you have to make sure it's adjusted right because if it's not and the key word here is adjusted adjusted. make sure you are adjusted yes adjust the harness but make sure you yourself are adjusted yes well i i was wearing coveralls and about seven layers oh that's hard to do that's hard to do yeah because i've tried to pull I've I've tried to take piss in the wintertime cutting wood and stuff out in the woods and shit. You don't know how hard it is to pull three inches of dick out of six inches of Carhartt <laughs> and not piss all over yourself. It's that fucking cold how you get shrinkage and your fingers are frozen, you can't feel anything. And the next thing you know, your fucking knees getting real goddamn warm and you realize you didn't get your dick out of your pants before you started pissing. Talk about ruining your day cutting wood. No shit. Hey, you remember that time we was cutting wood down there by old Buckfoot's house? <laughs> yeah. And and <laughs> I damn near fell in that creek. Oh God. My yes, whole my whole left leg went down in that creek as we were straddling this fucking log falling over the creek, cutting on this son of a bitch. It was dark. It was dark. It was dark out. It was. We were young. We were dumb, but we was gonna stay warm that night. My foot we slipped off that branch. Home with all that wood, we broke through the ice, went all the way down in the creek up to my fucking thigh, and we kept going for probably another hour before old Buckfoot showed up or whatever his name was. We had permission. We wasn't doing anything wrong. We did have permission. It was okay. But they were curious because we were close. Yeah, it's understandable. They just come down and talk to us. But Well, hell, that ended up, uh, was it you who went with me? Cause we went back there. They said, well, hell, if you want some wood, there's a big old black walnut laying down in this field. Why don't you clean that up? That'll help us. I said, yep. fuck yeah, walnut? Okay. I think we went the next day and got that. And we went in there and fell a few big cherry. and yeah. Oh, yeah, there was some good cherry in there. There was some good standing dead cherry in there that we got. I, I, I'm telling you what, my favorite wood to burn in a house for heat is walnut. That shit smells so fucking good. I like the black, black locust. Locust is good. I don't it's... necessarily care much for the smell of it one way or the other, but locust is probably one of the best woods you can burn to heat your house. Yeah. Well, well it's a dense wood fuck yeah it is that. Unlike it grows ash, ash fast. is gonna burn like you put notebook paper in there no ash is good ash is real good really i was yeah. it just burned so fast no no ash is, ash is good no ash is good stuff make sure it's good and seasoned and they say you don't need to season ash but you need to season ash don't have cool. a fucking chimney fire season your ash i season my ass every day well on that note we are coming to the end of this fire I'm we're coming. at an hour and 15 minutes man thank you all good. yeah we'll continue afterwards and you guys can just wish you were listening to us how about that maybe we'll do a little 15 minute EP but now I can say what I really want to say <laughs> That's right. We're not holding anything back now. So, um, 
Go fuck yourselves. Later. Thanks, folks.